communicate with your team why these goals need to be put into place and why it's important and how everyone is going to benefit. Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Rod here at A Better Way to Farm, where our goal is to increase yields and improve profits. We also just generally want to make your life better. And so we're doing a series here of things to hopefully help to make things better within your farming operation to make you more efficient and more effective. We're super lucky today, and I am some kind of excited because the speaker that we have brings so much to the table, and I'm super excited to get to hear what she has to say to help all of us. Like many others in the agricultural industry, Casey Bull has a passion for the land, the culture, and the people. Through her experience of growing up working the family's fourth-generation row crop farm in Indiana, to working with several major ag companies, to being a wife, a mom, and now an entrepreneur, Casey is filling a need that is essential for our industry to thrive through personal and professional development. As a goal and motivational coach, Casey encourages and empowers others to level up through goal setting. Today, she will focus on how farming operations can incorporate a goal-setting mindset and begin leveling up not only in their business, but also in their personal life as well. Welcome, Casey. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. This is really exciting. It is for me too. Before we start, my girls and I, my wife, we've been avid goal setters, list makers for a long time. We started this business 30 years ago, and that has been the reason that we've been able to make it so we can be clear on where we're going. So I'm anxious for you to start out here and help us all working in purely agriculture figure out how we can do some things a little better. So let's start with this. Why do you think it's important for farming operations to set goals in the first place? Well, I could probably go on and on about this one. But like you said, there are some farms out there that just naturally set goals. But there are a lot of farming operations who just take it day by day and are literally just saying, you know what, I'm going to cross that bridge when we get there. And unfortunately, our farming industry is changing. And as you probably know, the family farm is dwindling. And in order for us to keep up on the family farm, we've got to be really intentional with our actions, our money, our resources, our labor. And all of that comes with understanding where it is that we need to be in order to stay competitive and what we need to do in order to keep up. And I believe that that comes with setting goals. So that would probably be the first step in just realizing how important it is to have that goal-setting mindset. I appreciate that. I'd like to go back, if you don't mind. You said a word in there that's a real important word to our family, and that was intentional. I'd like you to talk a little bit more about how being intentional plays into the success of the farming operation. Absolutely. So being intentional in my mind means that you have thought through what it is that you want to accomplish and you're choosing to take action, choosing to believe certain things, you're choosing to feel a certain way. And I believe that when a farming operation is intentional with all of those things, they're going to actually get to where they need to be. And uh, I'd like to probably hear a little bit more about some of the ways that you guys choose to be intentional on your farm, because I think that could help a lot of your listeners with some examples as to, 
you know, why being intentional has been helpful and in what ways has that actually benefited you? Well, I appreciate that. Let me just share a couple of three things. We run a, a very large ag business, which is our primary business. I believe there are two ways to live life. I believe you either live life with intention. You're making a list. You know what you're doing tomorrow, this week, next week, your goals for next year. If you don't do that, then I believe you're living life like a pinball and you're just kind of mm-hmm. bouncing around wherever somebody hits the flipper and whatever deal you bang off of and slam into the next one. And I've found that to be very painful as a way to live without having any direction. So within our own operation, the girls, Sheila and I, my son-in-law, we have to sit down and talk about what is the main thing. Because if I don't keep the main thing, the main thing, pretty soon we find out that we're just focusing on minutia. And it's yeah. really easy to, you know, I just got done here. You know, there's a cold spell coming and I went outside and I love working outside and I put anti-gel in all the vehicles and in all the tractors, make sure nothing's going to gel up when it's 10 below zero and I all those kinds of things. But I did that not because I just woke up and decided it, but because last week when I saw this, it was on the list of things to do. Otherwise, I end up with frozen waters and gelled up tractors and all kinds of aggravation that I just really don't want to deal with. And with our large business that we run, it's really important because honestly, our form is, is second to the business. And we have a lot of people that we feel obligated, that we have this sense of responsibility to, that we're excited to get to help every day, but they have to come first. So here's our business and how we're going to work that. And then here's the time that's going to be left so we can be very effective in what we spend our time doing on the farm. Yeah. And honestly, if you're not intentional with, like you said, your actions or being proactive in things that you see are going to potentially cause you a headache. You get really frustrated, you get burnt out, potential cause for injury. There's just so many things that can come with, like you said, being that pinball effect of just kind of winging it and you're wasting a lot of time, money, energy, resources, and it's just not effective, like you said. Well, the other thing is it makes the frustration level tremendously high. And I I see people, you know, we deal with a lot of operations and I see the people who are very intentional and super successful. And I see the other people who literally are nearly driving themselves crazy, trying to decide what they should go do. And that looks like a very painful way to live. So I appreciate that. So what kinds of people or types of farm can all of this apply to, Casey? Literally everyone and every type of farming operation. And I say that because it doesn't matter the type of person you are, you are doing something at some point, right? So if you're doing a small hobby farm where you've just got a couple of chickens or maybe you're just gardening, you still should have some kind of goal. Otherwise, you may be wasting a lot of money. You may be wasting a lot of time. And then, like you said, going into those large farming operations where you may be managing a team of five to 20 people, just depending on the size of your operation, if you're just winging it, not only are you wasting your time and your money and your resources, but potentially your, your staff as well. And when we think about you know mental health or work-life balance or whatever it is, there's so many factors that affect us internally that could be eliminated or automated or delegated if we were really intentional and when we are intentional, that comes with goal setting, right? So like if we've taken the time to really look at what it is that we want to accomplish and we're intentional with those actions, everybody succeeds. And it does not matter what type of person you are, what personality type you have, what size of operation, this can work for anyone and everyone. 
You just have to find the right mix of goal setting and define the right types of goals that make sense for you. Absolutely. You know, one of the things is that, you know, we make a plan every night. And of course, there's you go to bed knowing there's going to be alterations, um, just a personal share. Saturday morning, son-in-law wasn't feeling very well. I went out to feed the hay. We do it the same way every day. We open the gate. We go in with the bale. We unroll it. The cows come to the bale and we go back out and we close the gate. Well, Saturday morning, one of the cows decided, hey, that would be fun. Let me run out there. And before <laughs> I could get back to the gate, 15 of her best friends had joined her. So I spent, you know, a little bit of time there. Didn't have that. Didn't, didn't have on my sheet 11 to 11.30 chase cows. That wasn't in my goal setting. Okay. But, or my list making, but you know, with farming, there's always going to be challenges that come up that we didn't plan for. How do we ensure that we're staying on track and know where we are in the process of achieving our goals? Yeah. Well, one little side note here that I was never really good at is planning for like buffer time. I am definitely one of those people that this is how my day is going to go. And if it doesn't go exactly the way that I want it to go, I tend to freak out. I get really stressed out. I panic. I, you know, I start to have the sweaty palms because things aren't going the way that I need them to. And one of the best things that someone helped me work through was planning buffer time and planning for backup plans. Like I plan to have a backup plan. I plan for time to wing it. I plan, you know, things like that. And so, you know, as you're setting your schedule or you're setting goals, just know that things are not going to go the way that you need them to go all the time. And so having a backup plan and expecting things to go the way that you may not want them to is going to help in that mindset as well. That would be something that I would encourage someone to just plan for is to know that even if you have the plan, just know that it could get knocked off track. And so to have that backup plan in place is important. But in order to stay on track and to see that your progress and to see that things are actually you know, going the way that you're hoping that they would go and holding your team accountable to getting there is to have it written down and actually have that plan in place in a, uh, a place that people can see it often, right? So, so many times someone will say, okay, here's my new year's resolution. I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year. Well, then it just goes out the window because one, you never wrote it down. You didn't actually come up with a way to say, how am I actually going to lose those 10 pounds? What am I going to do to track that progress? And so, like I said, it's going to be different for everyone. Every farming operation, every personality type is going to have some challenges that are going to be different, but just literally spelling it out, communicating with other people and saying, this is my intention and having that plan in place in an environment that people are going to see it often is really important. And then on top of that is understanding that there may be some friction or personnel on your team that isn't going to be supportive of those goals. And so identifying the why behind what your actual goal is, is super important as well. Knowing why are we having this goal put into place? What are the benefits from everyone if everybody participates in helping getting this goal accomplished? And so I think having little incentives for your staff or incentives for yourself and celebrating those small wins is crucial for setting goals and ensuring that everyone is on board at the same time and doing all that they can do to help the overall company or their overall team or you know you and your family, depending on if it's just a small hobby farm, whatever it is, 
actually stay on track and, and continue to move forward. And you're not going to get burnt out or potentially drop off from reaching those goals too. You know, I, you were talking about getting burned out, which is a phrase that gets thrown around probably too much for my liking, but it does happen. And I think that one of the things that helped me was when I had a friend explain to me, and even though I was setting goals, I still found myself a lot of time doing what was urgent instead of what was important. And if I just live running from fire to fire, burnout's going to come. By having the goal, would you agree that that helped us? I mean, we're going to have to take care of the urgent, but we don't have to live in the urgent. If we live in the important, we get a lot less urgent. Does that make sense to you? It makes sense. You know, when I, I think about being burnt out, it's more so like... I thought I wanted to do something. Now I have zero desire to do it. And, and <laughs> exactly. I, I, you know what I mean? Like in, in your, I guess, explanation of burnout, it's more so like you're just exhausted. You've, you've gone and gone and gone and gone and given so much, so much, so much. And now you're just like, I can't do it anymore. Whereas mine is more about the desire rather than the, the e- amount of energy that I have left. <laughs> and, and so that's why I say it's really important to remember that why, because if you know why you're doing something, you're going to stay driven, but it's going to also help you realize, okay, what's important right now? Because if I'm just constantly checking the box on the things that need attention right now, you get almost stuck in that planning to plan to plan stage two, right? <laughs> so like I'm never actually doing anything. I'm sitting here spinning my wheels doing all the things except for what actually needs to be done. And so if that's a situation that you find yourself in, I would encourage you to say, okay, hang on, is this working? And if it's not working, what needs to be changed? (laughs) Absolutely. And I appreciate that. That's awesome. So let's talk about how is it that the listeners can stay motivated and how is it that they don't hold just themselves accountable, but they hold their team or their business partners accountable? Well, we touched on it just a little bit ago about incentivizing your team. So if your team knows what your goal is and they are not supportive of it, then they're not going to participate in the things that need to be done in order to help you get that goal. So I know some folks are like, say there was this orchard that I worked with up in Michigan one time, and they had a lot of workers who didn't understand the family business. They were workers that were hired to come in and do a job. And that was it. They didn't understand the value. They didn't understand the mission or the vision that this family farm had. And so they incentivized their workers through two different ways, because not every worker is going to be incentivized the same way. Some people want money. Some people want time off. Some people want whatever it is. And so they chose to do, Hey, I'll give you a pay raise or we'll give you uh, bonuses you know, depending on whatever it was. And then some people chose to get the time off. So if they reach their goal of, you know, harvesting X amount of crop by this date, then, you know, you would get your bonus or your time off. And so just those small incentives, because if they don't understand the passion that you have for your family farm or, or the, the emotion that's tied with it, then they're maybe not going to be as inclined to reach that goal. But if they're incentivized on something that's going to drive them in the way that drives them, then they're more likely to do that. And so, like I said, just having that carrot in front of them that they see, okay, there's hope out there. There's something to look forward to. I'm willing to do these things. And then that will in turn ricochet to the top of, yep, this is, this is where we're going to go. And so taking time to understand what's going to drive your team is important and actually following through with that. So evaluate your personnel, start with small steps, celebrate those small wins. I think that's going to help hold everybody accountable. 
Awesome. Let's, um, you know, sometimes life just is life. And so what happens if we've made a clear picture, we've put out the incentives, but for some reason, it just, everybody just kind of reverts back to the old ways. What do you use for a jolt or how do you lovingly point them back into the direction? How do you refocus that and get it back? Well, I think when you're goal setting and you have multiple people involved, you need to do very frequent check-ins. And that may mean a weekly check-in. That may mean every single morning before we hit the field or you know hit the road trucking, whatever it is, we need to look at, okay, what's our plan for today? Everybody have a clear idea of what they need to work on that day. And then also reflect on, okay, well, how did last week go? We planned these things last week. Did we reach our goals, our small goals that we set for the day? And if not, what needs to be changed? So I think having those frequent check-ins is super important as well, both to plan out for the day or plan out for the week, but also to reflect on the previous week of what's worked, what's not worked, how do we keep going? So I would say that's probably one of the most important ones. But then also don't be afraid to bring in a third party that is neutral that isn't emotionally tied to it and see if maybe they can help you in staying level-headed in thinking about things from a different perspective. You know, if you're the manager of the farm, are you thinking about, you know, the perspective of the employee? If you're the employee, are you thinking about the perspective of the manager? So maybe bringing in that third party to, to bridge the gap that, like I said, is the, the neutral or not emotionally tied personnel to the picture may be helpful as well. Awesome. So let's assume that a person is looking for more detail or more structure. They, they want to do this. What do you suggest for the person as to where they can find the detail and how do they get started? Yeah, well, there's a ton of different resources online about goal setting. I mean, there's a lot of different books that you can look into for how do I create habits? How do I start having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset? Because when we're goal setting, we're thinking about ways to improve and continuing to level up. So if we're having a fixed mindset, goal setting is not something that we're going to be super open to. So there's a lot of different resources out there. But I would say, you know, don't be afraid to bring in someone like myself who does this for a living, who is used to setting goals, who can understand the different perspectives of, like I said, the different levels of employees, things like that. But just getting started with a simple template of what is it that we need to do? Like just literally start breaking it down and say, what is it that we want to accomplish? When do we want to accomplish it by? I would say start with a resource like that. And if that's something that you need an extra level up, I can definitely send some people different workbooks or worksheets to have a little bit more of a formality. But even on top of that, if they're looking for more, like I said, hiring a coach, someone like myself who loves the goal setting aspect, who's used to having a neutral stance on things like that, I would say would be an essential part to someone who may not uh, be able to handle it on them on their own or wants to have a good cop, bad cop type of perspective. So <laughs> if you're the manager of a farming operation and, and you're trying to change your crew from doing something that they've been used to doing, and now all of a sudden they're like, wait, goal setting, this is not something that we're wanting to, to explore. Then you could bring in somebody else that can help with that. So that way it doesn't all fall on that manager's shoulders. Nice. Just for our listeners' benefit, when we get to the end of this, we're going to give the contact information for Casey because I know some of them are going to want to reach out and get some resources from you. Some of them are probably going to want to work with you on a higher basis and go. 
I want to go back to grab something here. I've got another question, but before we do that, I want to go back. You talked about a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. We have discussed this in previous episodes and on our other social media forums. And sometimes the guys immediately gravitate and start talking about, well, yeah, you just think everybody should farm 30,000, 40,000 acres. And that is not who I am as a person. And in my estimation, that's not what the growth mindset is. Could you elaborate on, talk the differences between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset from your perspective, please, Casey? Yeah, absolutely. So a growth mindset is someone who is like, okay, good things are going to happen to me. I'm willing to grow because I want to learn this thing and that is going to bring me this. It's just continually accepting that you're going to go through a challenge and you're going to learn something from it and it will benefit you from doing that. Whereas a fixed mindset could be someone who's like, you know what, this is the way things have always been done. Why change it? It's not broken. This is, you know, they could also play like a victim mentality where it's like bad things always happen to me. I'll never get ahead, you know, things like that. So you could think of a growth and a fixed mindset in a lot of different ways, but those were just some really quick examples. And you're right. I think that a lot of the time in agriculture, or at least in farming, there is a, a lot of stereotypes that our older generation has that fixed mindset and our newer generation has the growth mindset. I don't always agree with that, but it tends to be that the younger generation is more open-minded because they have seen that there are different ways to do things. And your podcast is one of those examples where it's like, hey, here's something that we've entertained, we tried it and it worked, or here's something that we tried and it didn't work, but at least you're exploring what your options are. And I think it's super important that we instill that into those folks who have that fixed mindset to say, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, we don't ever want to offend. We don't ever want to put somebody in a corner and instantly make them feel like they have to play defense, but just showing them data or showing them resources and saying, Hey, this worked. If at the end of the day, they still don't come around, then, you know, I think there's some more things to tackle there. But I think just being open-minded and knowing that Rome wasn't built overnight, goal setting takes a lot of work and sharing that data with those folks who have the fixed mindset to say, hey, there is an opportunity for you to, to level up and here's how this has worked for me. Nice. Thank you so much. So Casey, talk to us. With your permission, we'd be honored to have you come back and do some follow-up episodes, okay? But uh, for today, as we start to, to wrap up here, what would be any final tips or pieces of advice that you would have of someone, you know, this is the very first time that they've even thought about this. This just kind of came as a revelation and they want to try and implement this. What would you give them for advice? Oh, absolutely. This, this is something that I would encourage everyone to not give up right away. Goal setting takes a lot of time and commitment. When you start to have that plan, you feel a little bit more at ease because it's like, okay, I know what my next step is. I know that I'm not just out here winging it. I don't feel like I'm stepping into the unknown or (laughs) into something really dark, but just know that it's going to take a lot of time. Know that it's going to be uncomfortable as well. Just expect it to feel uncomfortable, but that's when growth happens. And so, you know, just being okay with that. And then also my advice would just be to have open communication with those in your circle. So if you're a smaller farmer and you just have one or two other people in your circle, communicate what it is that you want to accomplish and why it's important. And then same thing for those larger operations, communicate with your team, 
why these goals need to be put into place and why it's important and how everyone is going to benefit. So just having open communication and sharing hesitations or challenges that you could foresee so that everyone can be prepared and no one's caught off guard. I think that's super important. But like I said, just a second ago that Rome wasn't built overnight and you just got to give it a little bit of time. If you're still unsure, just go back and reverse engineer it and think, okay, well, why didn't that work? What should I have done differently? How can this be changed moving forward? And then remembering your why will continue to to drive you as well. Nice. I think it all comes back to, you've hit on it many times. We have to have the why. If we get the why, we can figure out how. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I think that's that's the purpose of the goal. That is our why. And I really appreciate you, Casey. We'll be in touch here and set up some further uh, follow-up podcasts, if that's okay. And um, go from there. All right. Yeah, I think this is a really exciting. And I think we've just started to scratch the surface on goal setting and why farming operations need to have it incorporated into their business. Absolutely. To our listeners, we appreciate you tuning in to today's episode. Perhaps you could share us with a friend. We appreciate you tuning in today. And we really do hope you guys are having a better day. A better way to farm.com. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.